All right, folks, here we go. Another Mr. Curiosity. I'm the curious guy, Joe Snedeker. And uh, hey, I'm not just your local meteorologist. I'm a curious guy, and I'm curious about a man named Eric. Now, you might know him as the prospector, Eric Logan. Real name. Should I tell you? Well, what the heck? He's Hesco. He's a local boy. And I grew up uh, listening to Rock 107, so it's kind of in my blood. If you're not from the uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton area, Please don't think this isn't for you. He's an interesting guy. You're going to want to listen. He's got some rock and roll stories. He knows big people. He himself is a big people. Yeah, he's a big brain. He's an he's a intellectual. He's a wit. He's a, he's a charmer. He's handsome. He's good-looking. He's smart. He's witty. He's got it all. He is the one and only... The Prospector. Hit it, brother. Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. There he is. How bad does Sean hate it when you're banging on the table like that? I was wondering when I walked in, why is there foam under the mic stands? I now know. Dun, dun, dun. You know, it started now. We're starting with the bang. There he is. Oh, good. Eric Logan. But let's get this right out now. Fake name. Well, yeah, double fake name. Because, you know, Prospector, silly, dumb nickname, yeah. um, which was given to me by Tim Boland and, and kind of myself, and I, and I hated for a long time. But, you hated Prospector? Yeah, I couldn't stand it. But, Why? Because it suggests cheesiness in radio? Well, I mean, let's go back. I'll tell you the whole story. When I first got hired at Rock 107, I had worked at a couple other radio stations. I worked right. at Magic 93, doing like weekends and overnights, and I worked at uh, Magic Light 105. Yeah, before Frankie Warren, by the way. Oh, I was a man. wow. And... The guy who hired me at Rock 107, Dave London, didn't want me using my real name, which is Eric Hetzko. He said, I don't want to hear that because they'll, they'll associate it with Magic 93. I'm like, oh, so you no were Hetzko. one heard me at Magic 93. <laughs> but you were Hetzko on 93. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. So um, he's like, you need a fake name. And he started coming up with these ideas, and I didn't like any of them. I said, well, how about this? How about I use James Logan, which was my grandfather's name, my oh. mom's maiden name and all that stuff. Right? Oh. He goes, perfect. Great. Do that. And I really didn't like not using any of my real name. So he left for another job within the company a week after I started. So I immediately, I kept the Logan and went to Eric. So it's oh, Eric Logan see, at that okay, point. Okay, now it makes sense. So it's, it's, it's like, it's, it's your family. mom's side, yeah. family name. Yeah. And I then, thought it was a reference to Logan's Run. No, I never even saw that movie. The He's Crystal still to this Palace, all that weird is. stuff. <laughs> all I know about Logan's Run is they kill you when you hit 30, is <laughs> yeah, it? Yeah, something yeah, like that's that. That's all I know. I don't watch sci-fi movies for the most part. They're scary to me. You and I would be dead. Yeah, we, <laughs> that's right. I'm 51. I'd be dead a long time. Probably. All right, and I'm 53, so we're a couple guys in their 50s. Have you had your colonoscopy? Um, no, and uh, I did do. Heck? I knew you were going to yell at me for this. I swear to God, I knew this was coming. <laughs> I did do the colon guard thing, the the box. Oh wait a minute! Yeah. This is the little yeah. talking guy in yeah, the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did it in a box because. Oh, so that's just as good if you don't have family history, I right, guess. Right, which I don't. I, there's no family history of cancer at all, and uh, no problem, you know. In the you back did the door little box. Well, because I was worried about the prep. I don't care about the colonoscopy itself because you're knocked out or yeah, whatever, yeah. you know. I but I was worried it. about the prep because I didn't want to be like that, like basically. <laughs> locked into the bathroom all day and here's why there's no tv near the bathroom if there were a tv by the bathroom i'd be like all right fine but we our tv room's like in the middle like on the, the first floor of the house yeah yeah, yeah. my bathroom because i'm not allowed to use my wife's my bathroom is in the basement okay and it's like one of these like half baths almost with a shower that came out of a gym in 1940 <laughs> you get your shoulders in there and that's about it 
So that's my bathroom. My wife's bathroom is upstairs. It's not palatial, but it's certainly bigger. Nice towels. Nice towel. Yeah, decorative towels, which soap you can't dish. use. Soap dish? Of course there's a soap dish. I think there's two. On the wall is a picture of a no dandelion. Picture. No picture. Daisy. Feel the flowers. No. There is uh, a bunch of flowered, like potted fake okay. plants. Not real ones, because, yeah. you know, even though there's water in that room, who could be bothered to water the plants? And um, Seafoam color. Seafoam landscape color. It was seafoam. See? Painted over. <laughs> Uh, black and white. It's a really weird color. Like when you hear black and white in a bathroom, but it actually works quite well. Anyway, I'm not how allowed in that bathroom. How about so, your bathroom? What's in yours? Like describe um, the scene. My bathroom's horrifying. Like is it just like is it a, a soap? Is there a soap dish? No. Or is the soap just sit there? It's a hand pump. I don't use a, a yeah, hand pump of soap. I'm not using a, so, a bar of soap. What is this, 1987? I'm pumping, baby. And it's uh, right now it's a mint scented. It's a mint-scented hand pump that I love so much because I love mint. Is um, there anything floral in your bathroom? Not at all. Not at all. No, there was no decoration at all in my bathroom. Bikini girl uh, calendar. No, none of that. No. Uh, you know, it's not, am I, as much as I like the uh, female form, yeah. I'm not a big fan of staring at static pictures of it. Oh. Moving pictures, I'm fine with. That's a totally right. different story. But well, You can have a movie going, yeah, yeah, exactly. like a little iPad with the... Bikini girl loop? Well, there you go. Then I'd be all right with that. <laughs> all right. But I don't even the, know where we started. Where, where, where I don't are we even going? know. Colonoscopy. <laughs> and we'll get back 50. there. <laughs> but there's, there was no decoration in my bathroom at all until my wife got sick of seeing the print from my head because the wall was so close to the toilet that I would lean up like this against the wall while He's I was... He's hitting his head on the microphone, while I was Are you serious? It was pushing, that close. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, so yeah. there's like a little grease sweat stain there. So, this thing so is now like there's a, a picture above it. It's a picture of a sun. Your head print was on the wall. <laughs> yeah. No joke. It's still under there. When we sell the house, somebody's going to go, whose head is that? What is this, a phone uh, booth size? It's very small. Yeah, that- yeah. All right. And there's no TV near that. So that's why I didn't want to do the prep for the colonoscopy. Wow. Now, I will eventually, a, I think when I'm 53, I'll probably have to get that too. Because even though there's no family history, you, yeah. you know, my doctor's like, look, I will give you this test and you're going to take it every year. And then around 53, you're going to have to get it. I'm like, all right, whatever. That's fine. My Good. wife's getting hers this year. She just turned 50. So she's getting, she just Good. Yeah, get it done. She and then the, the whole prostate PSA thing, you get that thing done. But they got to get it looked at. That, that little cartoon guy in the corner, do you know who I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he would jump around? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's like a happy guy. Get go gone or whatever the thing was. Yeah, he's way too happy when you consider what he's a receptacle for. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, I mean, come on. I don't know what we can and can't say on the podcast as far as like, I work well, in I radio, either, so I have I that like seven that dirty word thing in my head, you know? And I'm trying to make sure I don't say anything that I couldn't say, because there's a microphone in front of me, so the curse filter is on and I'm not cursing. Yeah, we'll just edit it out you anyway. You're going to edit that out? No, not that. Oh, okay. All right, well, first of all, I Pansy. love where we started here. So the fake name, the Eric yeah. Lo- are you guys a Scranton family, the Hetzkos, yeah. I think? Um, I just want the people to know right now, you and I kind of know each other for years, but we're not close friends. We're like yeah. borderline friends. If, if <laughs> like Soviet <laughs> Union we're, we're friendly friend- associates. If, if, if the Soviet Union were like representing friends, I'd be like Lithuania. I'd okay. be like in the outskirts, a block country. I would have said we're more like maybe uh, France and Switzerland. We're neighboring. No, that would be. You think we're closer be, than we're not as close as that? No, that would be enemies, though. No, See, France and Switzerland aren't enemies. <laughs> Switzerland's neutral for crying no, out loud. I'm in France and Switzerland with the Soviet Union. Oh no, 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 no. no. France and Switzerland. Okay, France and Switzerland. You're France, we'll France we'll and Switzerland, that. vice versa. Gotcha. You know, plus it keeps the fact that we're both biking, cycling guys in there. But anyway, we're gonna get to that later. So uh, uh, yeah, my, the Hetzkos are actually a Dunmore family, and then oh. my my dad and mom got married and lived in. Scranton, and that's where I grew up in South Scranton. Your whole life, Scranton guy, right here. Uh, with the exception of uh, a little while in Avoca, about five or six years I lived in Avoca, and uh, I moved to Delaware back in 1997 to take a radio job down there, and I got fired three months later and came back. So. Why? Is there a good story there? <laughs> that's not a great story, no. Um, I went to work for a radio traffic reporting company. Yeah. And 
on the Monday before Thanksgiving, the owners came in and said, hey, we want to take everybody to breakfast after you're done this morning. We're like, oh, great. Maybe we're getting like a little Thanksgiving bonus or something like that. Um, we sold the company, and Westwood One is buying you guys out. And at the end of the um, year, you have no jobs. Get out. So I had that was right before Thanksgiving. I knew by December 31st I didn't have a job. So I had reached out to some people I knew, including some people back here at Rock 107, where I was previously employed twice, because I also got fired from Rock 107. I was going to say, this is interesting. <laughs> so, and then they, they said, hey, yeah, we got a place for you. Come on up. And here you are, a legend now. Yeah, yeah. Folks, a legend. Right. And I was mentioning Now, let me ask you. Let me just say this. I don't <laughs> like when people say legend about things that aren't legendary. No, you, know you I mean? really are. No, what's the legend to me? You're, you're, you're a legend is a story with facts that cannot be verified. Oh, I you see. You can I verify see. anything you want about me. I don't know. I think legend implies a person bigger. You're using than, the connotation. I like than, the denotation. Yeah, yeah you're right. doing too specific. Yes, I am. All right. Well, here's what I know about. Here's what else I know about you. I'm going to say this. Okay. okay. Your brother, a meteorologist up in where? Syracuse. Rochester. Rochester. Yeah. Uh, did you? Did he tell you the story? He came here once, and I was like his little idol guy. Did he like interned or something? Did he intern here, or did he it just was like come a, here? It was like a visit every oh, now visit, and then, okay. like through school. That he was yeah. like, okay, so you're not an intern because you're not that smart, Hetzko. But come on in and look around. He looked around, <laughs> and I think he's copying my bit up in Rochester. I well, think. I mean. <laughs> Have you seen him on TV up there? I watched some YouTube stuff. He kind of. I mean, look, there's he a reason. He took my bet. Well, people say to him, would you ever come back home? The first thing he says, he goes, no, Snedeker's there, and he's a star, and I don't want to, like, because he and I have the same kind of gig, and I don't want to compete with that. Now, look. He loves it. He's passionate about meteorology. Fair, you don't think this stuff. These, it just happens. He's I know. one of these idiot geek six-year-old kids who was watching. He would watch Tom Clark. At like, you know, six. And then he would stay up till 11 during the summer to watch him, even though there was no snow, which he loved, just because he wanted to watch the weather at 11. And my parents are like, whatever, stay up and watch the weather, you crazy geek. And I love so it. So he has that same kind of passion. That I he know. Does. I always say it, it chooses us. We don't choose it. Right. We're hyper people. We're hyper paper. Yeah. I'm hyper right now. Absolutely. You're, all right. So you have a brother who's a meteorologist. Right. Famous name. Isn't your uncle, I know your uncle, isn't he like a big tennis yeah. referee like well, he's ref with the big name my uncle keith um at the u.s open and stuff like that yeah so if a, i watch the u.s open currently or in the past uh last year he was there he's the guy doing what though he's uh, i think at the u.s open i think he's more um not a ref ref but like a side judge or something and Get i don't know tennis enough to know the real name so please eviscerate me no, in the comments below when this is posted online uh and and you know he's refed at other tournaments and stuff like that that's so, pretty cool yeah. how did he get that i have no idea to be honest this is how big a jerk your father's I am with brother my, right yeah this is my father's brother this is keith hetzko great guy um who actually got me one of my first paying gigs at pepsi cola way way back in the 80s i worked in a soda truck but um I didn't even know he was into tennis until I was about 33 years old. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no idea. Why? His son was Because it's just an uncle. It's a weird uncle. Care. Remember we were talking about <laughs> off the, off the, it's not off the air, but off, before the podcast, we had mentioned something about like that for the most part, I don't care about a lot of people. You know what I mean? Like, I, I mean, I care about people in general. I like in the big your picture, honesty. I like your but, honesty. But like, unless I know someone, if yeah. I, like a guy driving down the street in a car, I don't care about that guy. <laughs> No, if he got into an accident and hit, I would stop and say, hey, can I help you out? I care about humanity. I don't care about that guy. So That's because you're practical and intelligent, that you can't care too can't much. Care Your everybody. care runs out. Right. And, and I'm just mean. On the no, you're not. Right. You're honest and true and logical. So I avoid a lot of my family. Um, <laughs> they annoy me at times. <laughs> Listen, this is a guy thing. I'm yeah, with you. Yeah. And uh, my wife constantly rips on me about it. No, She's this like, is all guys. I can't believe why. Why don't you want to hang out with your brothers or your uncles or any of that stuff? And, and like, so I would see them on like Christmas and like Easter, and that would be <laughs> it. Thanksgiving. <laughs> that was it. Like it was like church. That's what I saw my uncles. Dude, I, so I had no idea. We have to become tennis. friends. You're like, <laughs> this is close enough. No. <laughs> 
I see you once my in a while, son, and that's it. My my wife. Yeah. Every day after work, is this not torture? Calls her sister. They talk every oh day as God, they yeah. drive. And I laugh at yeah. it. My wife, Tara, does the same thing. She'll get on the phone with Casey. She'll talk to her mom. Oh, my goodness. All that kind of stuff. My dad called me yesterday on my way to a remote, and I'm like, what the hell does he want? <laughs> Just give me the facts and bye. So I, I'm like, pick up the phone. I'm like, what's going on? Oh, and he asked me one question. I'm like, okay, goodbye, click. And the great thing about my dad is, because he's not like me. My dad will talk your ear off. You've oh, met my dad once or twice. Yeah, he talks. Yeah, he likes to chat. So um, maybe we are different, us kind of guys. I think you and I are different than them, yeah. yeah. Because even my brother Scott will chat and cares and, and talks. We hmm? care, but only... No, don't, don't say we much. don't care. I don't care that much. I, again, I care about <laughs> I humanity. Care. I don't care about individuals unless I know you. And I don't even have to know you well, like tertially. You know what I mean? Like, I care about you. You know what I mean? Like, uh, Paul Kilbasa. I care about Paul, but I don't know Paul Paul Kilbasa well. works here, everyone. He's, he's the chief photographer right, let's, here let's at WNEP. I want to create a, 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 a synthetic... Let's try to make me sound like less of a jerk. No, I'm going to be... <laughs> I'm going to be serious. Let's say you heard today... Uh, uh, Aliens abducted me, took me away. I'm never coming back. Okay. But no one knows that except my wife, and they have a funeral for me. Okay. Are you going to attend that, or are you not even going to? No, I would probably go to that. You're going to go to my funeral. Well, is it a viewing and then a funeral, or are they separate days? Because I'd rather go to the viewing and not be at the funeral. Yeah, you're right. Funeral, too much ritual, to so, yeah. service. The, a lot uh, of stuff I'm not interested formality. in. Formality. Yeah. Here's the way I look at it. If I know and care about somebody, because the funerals aren't for the dead, they're for the living. Say goodbye, right? Uh-huh. All right, I would want to say goodbye. Like, you know, again, um, Jay Daniels, <laughs> a former morning show host at Rock 107 before I took over the gig and all that stuff, one of the guys, uh, he passed away five years ago, four years ago, five, and a half, five years ago, somewhere yeah. around there. And, uh, you know, there was no service for him locally because he's from Connecticut originally and all that kind of stuff. So it was like really weird because you never were able to kind of put that to bed in your head, you know? Yeah. You knew he was gone, but there was no closure. And I really don't like to use that word, but it fits in the situation. Yeah. So we had a memorial for friends and family and, and coworkers of Jay at the radio station in our auditorium one evening in July uh, about five years ago. And it was phenomenal. People came. They shared stories. Uh, you know, a lot of tears, a lot of great memories. And, yeah. uh, and it was phenomenal. And it was a way for us to say goodbye to him. So that's the kind of stuff I care about. Like, I want to, you know what I mean? If you're someone I know and that I care about meaning, you, I want to say goodbye. That has purpose right, and structure. right, right, right. right. Well, that gets me into my next question, and mm-hmm. I just kind of thought of this. So Daniels and Webster, very popular. Anyone Absolutely. in the area knows these two legends. And Webster I deal with now. I yeah, do the he's forecast on ILK. for them yeah. on ALK. Yeah. So when did you- By the way, do you know we all drop the W when we talk about call letters? <laughs> NEP, ILK. So did you, as soon as that fragmented, whatever ended that duo, I forget, Webster left and Daniels passed away. Were you the the replacement for that? Was there a transitionary period? There was a transitionary period, which worked out phenomenally. Um, Look, here's the thing. Preface this by saying, like most people in Northeast PA, I grew up listening to those guys. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Especially us rockers. Come on. So when I got to work for them, like in the same building as them, like I was like the kid in the Christmas store and yes. all, I'm like, oh my God, it's Dan as a Webster. And yeah, like, you know, yeah, so yeah. Was, that wore off after about two years, you know? And then they were Never just Never meet guys. your idols, right? No, they, no, no, they were nice. They were great. <laughs> but, you know? Right, everything but, wears off. Yeah, everything wears off. So You marry a supermodel after a while, right. it's just some girl. Sooner or later, you're sick of their crap. It's just yeah, that simple. That's it. Um, so Jay and John split up when John decided he wanted to do talk radio. And okay. no, who can be, can you be against somebody who wants to do something different with their life? Absolutely not. No, not no, me. No. I can't. You know what I mean? Um, so even if I didn't get this job, I'll, you know, my thought when I heard that, when I got the text message from somebody else who works what for us. What year is this, by the way? 
2010? 2010, not yeah. too long ago. Yeah, uh, back, back right around this time, right around April of 2010. Um, so I get a text from Rock 107's Hoover, our afternoon guy, and uh, he says, oh my God, Webster just resigned. I'm like, what? Whoa. So I call him, he gives me the details, and I called Webster. I said, hey, John, you know, I heard you resigned. Is everything okay? Yeah, I just, you know, I got this opportunity. I want to do this. And we talked for about 15 minutes. And I'm like, dude, more power to you. Good luck. I hope it works out for you. You're, you know, a great guy and obviously very talented. And what are you doing at the time? Did I miss that? I'm in, uh, um, I had, I was the afternoon guy for a while and I was in uh, a management type position because my, one of the bosses like, I see bigger things for you. I want you to be in management. And I needed a raise, so I took the job. You know what I mean? And I, I within a week, I'm like, this is not for me. He goes like so, this, I see bigger things for you. He gave you that line yeah, right yeah. there. And I bought it. And again, I needed a raise, so I took it. And then like I angled for the – and it was only like maybe eight months I had the job, but I spent seven and a half months angling to get back on the air. Like, what so, were you doing? Were you like, I, was, I was in charge of like digital stuff and all kinds of stuff that like, you know, to be honest, I had no business being in charge. And I don't know that's not a lot you, about it. That's not dude. me. That's not what that's I am. That's not you. So – I'm trying to get back on the air, and then this happens. And then I said, um, I said to one of the bosses, one of the owners of the company, I said, "Well, what are we going to do?" And he said, "I was actually hoping you would help out for a little while." I'm like, "I hadn't thought about that." He goes, "Well, I have. So Monday morning, get there." I'm like, "Okay, great." So help, but but when he says help <laughs> well, out, John, Jay is still there on the air. Uh, that would be Daniels of Daniels. Daniels. So Daniels is still there. They had a, a producer, um, Duffy, who's now on 97.9X. We all And uh, Psycho Mike on KRZ. Great guy. Yeah. Love Mike. I've known him since college. Awesome dude. And really smart. Very talented. Yep. So he's in there over there. And he's like, we want you to come in the room, too. I'm like, okay, great. And we had a blast but when you months. But when they say help out, do you deep down inside think, it's not help out. I'm the, they're grooming. No. I'm not that smart. I thought to myself, I'm just doing what, you know, hey, Billy asked me to come in and do this. Uncle Bill wants me to do it. I'm doing it. Right. So I go in and I do it, and uh, I'm having a blast. Tom Williams is waving at you oh, over there. Hi, he Tommy. just might, I missed right, Let me go are. bang on the window. No! <laughs> I'm psyched because in, within two days, I'm like, this is awesome. This is what I want to do. I want to be on the air again. You and did you mean? feel That's great? Like comfortable? You're funny? You're doing well, your... I mean, the first day was a little like, okay, how's this going to work? And then after that, boom, it was great. Because the good thing about a guy like uh, Jay Daniels is he gives you what you need and recognizes your, well, I should say in the past tense, recognized your strengths. You know what I mean? He's feeding you the ball. You're slam dunking He was smart enough to realize, okay, Prospector's good at this. I'm going to let him do that. And he, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was smart. Like, so he knew, like, he was such a pro. He knew when to jump in with a great line. And he knew when to just back off and let you do what you were doing. And even before I knew exactly what I was doing. So it was always. It was still like 50 50, though? Or is he. It was way. You're like a little sidekick. Yeah, I was was like 30%. And then we grew and we had a blast for like three months. And they hired a guy um, named Tommy Griffiths to take over. Tommy Griffiths. Now, did you wait? Did you know in those three months that. well, this like may I said, not be you, or do you think this is it? This after is about a month, I started to think, hey, maybe I got a shot at this, and yeah. I want to do it. I, I, like, I want to be the morning guy here at yeah, Rock 107, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I never thought of. You know what I mean? Because like, D&W were there forever. You never thought they were going to leave. Whose phone is on? That's mine. Listen, just Snedeker. Come well, on. Listen, that's do what not makes... disturb. What's the matter No, with listen, you? that's what makes podcasts great. <laughs> There's no fakeness <laughs> here. It's not fake to have a little common decency and put your phone in Do Not Disturb I for somebody. I just put it in Do right, Not good. Disturb, tough guys. So anyway, yeah, like, that's me. Tell Hold me. on. I'm going to call my wife. Yeah, check uh, on. Just see what keep you're talking. Doing. How's hey, everything, Don, honey? How you doing? Yeah. All right. So Sunshine. at that point, I want to do the show. I'm, Meat I'm interested again. in the show. No, I'm just kidding. And, right, so. and uh, they say, oh, we're going to bring this other guy in. And now I'm like kind of dejected. You know what I mean? Because you start doubting yourself at that point. Am I not good enough? I don't enough? like seeing this other you know guy. I mean? This other guy. I, he's a funny he's part. Okay guy. I don't even like this other guy. And I never right, met right. him. I hate him already. I hate him already. He's a villain. And actually, I mean, 
on a personal level, I thought he was an okay guy. <clears throat> okay, not great. Okay. Uh, but he just didn't work. Where did he come from? Um, Virginia. He now was I in, like him even less. He was from Virginia. Well, Virginia, he was pretty a, boy. He what was did on he a have great the- morning show in Virginia for years. A show that I still look up to now and listen to and, and steal ideas from a lot. But oh. uh, he was on that show for a while. So he doesn't so come up with fancy, sh- fancy shoes on. He's got like a yellow pullover. He, I, I'm he picturing- was a little fancy fancy. <laughs> came up in his like really expensive Audi. Yeah. You know, yeah see, stuff, I'm, like, uh, <laughs> I'm here to save the day. I don't like this guy. He lasted about three and a half months. Why, though? Do you know what I mean? It just, I think people, you have 25 years of Daniels and Webster. And then Daniels is gone, or Webster's gone, but Daniels is still there. So it's familiarity. Even with me and with Mike on the show, it's familiar to people. Now, whole new guy. Whole new guy. He's got to reintroduce himself, and nobody wants to hear it right now. You're still, you know, broken up and sad with And Think about when you get dumped by a chick. It takes you a little while to get going, right? I mean, I've, maybe you've never been dumped by a girl, Joe. I don't know. You're a handsome guy. <laughs> Ugly people like me, it happened to a lot. It takes a little while to get going. So, correct. What happened Used at that to be point? a handsome guy. Yeah, that's, that's true. Right. You're an old man now, yep. just like me. But, um, so, <clears throat> after about three months of that. Wait, um, wait. Do you, do you want to admit this? Did yeah. they let him go because of ratings? No, his ratings diving? were okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, it wasn't that. It was yeah. his decision. It was just, it just didn't work. They're vibe. He came up, and, and it just didn't work. It didn't work in the culture of the radio station. Inside the building, it definitely didn't work. Uh, and on the air, listeners just, I mean, the, the ratings were okay, but they weren't embracing him. And they weren't as good as Daniels and Webster ratings. They okay. had dropped from that point, okay? Yep. They dropped when I came into it, and they dropped further at, at the Tommy thing, you know? Because the change was there. It's going to yeah, take yeah, a little yeah, while yeah. to recover. But he just didn't fit in corporately and, and culturally with the company. And uh, So there he goes. He's gone. And you're like, here's, on a, here's a, my on impersonation a of you. Afternoon, <laughs> Yeah, no, no. On You're sniffing around. This is me. Thursday afternoon, I get a call. Uh, tomorrow morning, this is going to happen, and you and uh, Dave start on Monday morning. Because I had a partner for a little while, Dave Dorenzo, who uh, yeah, also okay, Dorenzo. Dave uh, worked at the Max for a little while, and he does a ton of voice work. Still a great friend of mine. Awesome dude. Where's Daniels? Um, Daniels is doing middays at this point. Oh, so they say we're, we're taking you from the morning and we're moving you and bringing in right. a new show with two so new characters. goes to midday and then, yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. And, um, and, and yeah, but after this is where you start to see how great a guy a guy like Jay Daniels was because no issues, no, like, this should be my gig. He, you know, oh. he immediately called me and said, anything I can do to help, you let me know. Oh, is that right? I'm That's like, nice. dude. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome, you know? And then uh, Dave and I floundered around for a little while and eventually uh, found our footing, and then they popped Dave <laughs> and said, here, idiot, it's your show now to me. So, which was... A really weird thing, you know what I mean? Like, you're, do you know why they went solo guy instead of? Or I have around? a sneaking suspicion it was money, <laughs> <laughs> but then, I don't know that. But I also think uh, the I, because I had done afternoons for seven years or so. I, I think when they were looking for more of, hey, let's have that show in the morning, and I think they thought with somebody else in the room that was a little tougher to accomplish. Oh, I see. Yeah. And but. So Daniels, how long after that does does he get sick or pass he away? He got what? sick. Soon? I say, yeah, it was pretty soon after that. I don't remember the exact timeline, but he so got sick really soon. Are, okay. Yeah, it's all like right on top of another. Within a year, year and a half, he got really, really sick. And then he was out of commission for a while. And he was in a hospital, and then he was in hospice. And it was bad fast because you okay. know, it, he didn't find it till late. Gotcha. And now here's the new era of you in the morning. <laughs> What's the date? Where are we talking? What year are we in here? Um, all right. Let's see. When when Dave and I came in in the mornings, it would have been October of 2010. Okay. Uh, by the time I took it over solo, it was August of 2013. 2013. August 2013. So not even six years so of my idiocy years. solo. 
idiocy. No, here's what they, people see about you. Mm. This guy's real. This guy's witty. This guy's ah. smart. This guy's not conceited. This guy has great rants. I got no reason to be conceited. This, guy, <laughs> this guy's the real deal. They love him. Hey, I you know, love you. And that's awesome, and I appreciate that. I really do. I mean, it's kind words, and, yeah. and, and to be honest, it's a little hard to hear compliments. I mean, like, I don't know how you are about no, that. I'm the same I, way. Very uncomfortable. I don't like people being, and people are always very, very kind. Even people who don't like the show will come up and say, hey, you know, you're not my cup of tea, but, and then they try to give you a compliment. I'm like, you don't have, just rip me apart. It's fine. I get it. And people who love you, it's like, okay, that's very cool. And I appreciate it. Cause if nobody listens to me, I'm, I'm done. You know what I mean? What am I going to do? I have no other discernible skills. Yes, I can't do, do anything other than your this. Humility now. I'm a I moron love it. and no, I'd be out on the streets in a heartbeat. This guy's um, clever, intelligent. He, I, I bet he had perfect SAT scores. No, that's what I'm predicting. I did all right on the SAT. <laughs> I did all right. I mean, like, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a dummy and I say it all the time cause I love self-deprecating humor, yeah, no, I don't, but I don't, yeah. I'm a relatively smart guy, but I'm not the smartest guy out of the three kids in my family. I'm probably the dumbest guy out of the three kids in my family. Now, and that's not why, me being humble. I think that's Trust true. me as an educator. Here's why that's unfair. You yeah. can't put a, on a, what is intelligence? There's creativity. Right. There's math skills. There's right. memory. Right. There, there's well, wit. There's, I don't have memory. There's a million different forms of intelligence, so don't give me and that. And here's why I say what I said. Um, my brother, Scott, who we've talked about before, meteorologist, yeah. ridiculously whip smart with science and math and, okay, and right. very, very good at that. Plus, quick-witted, probably quicker-witted than I am, although I have a wa- wider breadth of references to me. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, my, younger, my older brother, Gary, um, who is also very good in science and stuff like that. Not great in school because he was probably was drunk all the brother Gary. No, no, older brother Gary. Oh, I older brother Gary. I'm sorry, yeah. Um, but uh, he's, he's an IT guy, um, and he's really ridiculously smart with computers, so he's okay, good at science yeah. and can draw like you wouldn't believe. Real? That's so a rare combo. And I have none of that. Like, I'm not, I can't draw any of that stuff. I have an okay memory except for things that are important, like people's faces and names. I'm horrible with that stuff. Another thing I mean? we have in common. Yeah. That's why you pull out buddy, pal. Oh, yeah, 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 bro. It happened to us on the Bro, way in Steve. here, by the way. To who? To, to you and I. No, today. I, <laughs> I covered you, it well, didn't I? You forgot my name. Not you. Okay. We met two other people on the way in. Oh, okay. I did If you can figure that. out, right, there was one you. that I'm I like, mm. and he was cool what did you say? I forget. Give me the name. What did you say? I forgot. I just went, oh, hey, how are you? And then he said, hey, it's Leo Flint. And I'm like, all right, oh, now I, I know you. you gave it away. I don't care. <laughs> I'll tell you who. I mean, look, I'm going to, I'm just dumb. Well, let me give you a little advice. Use broski in the future. It's a great term. Broski. I don't think I could pull off broski. No? I like brother. I could pull off brother. Broski too too broish too bro too yeah too, too long ch- trying to be hip and cool for me <laughs> you know what I mean right again I not only am I fifty one but I have the soul of about a ninety seven year old oh so I'm oh. like an old curmudgeonly guy yeah now yeah. well a lot of people see and here's where I know what's really happening they see your they see your you sarcasm who it is? they see your wit a lot of people some people yeah as uh, angry yeah. As, as, and I play up as to that. dark. But, but Bill Burr, another example. These are people who have great insight, and mm. they're extruding truths from society. That doesn't make it dark, angry, or evil. It's truth. First of all, to put me in the silly sentence with Bill Burr is an incredible compliment. The man well, is a that. genius you know, comedian. And yeah, and, he, and he, come, he plays the anger card. Right, but it's not anger. It's, if you're going to give out truths in society, it's going to 
be that way. I grew up listening to a lot of comedians, George Carlin especially. And yeah. Carlin played with anger a lot. Played with anger. I'm not, right. Don't get me no, wrong. I'm not right. good at it like that. But that's the same act. I play with anger. And this goes back to me saying I don't care about people, but I care about humanity. One-on-one, -on -one, when you meet somebody, they're awesome. You start to pile them into groups. People become a pain in the backside. <laughs> and then they organize, and that's even worse. And then you take the whole <laughs> mass of humanity, and it's easy to care about that because we're all vested in it. So oh, okay, there's that gotcha. level of in-between yeah, where yeah. you're like, like organizations and groups I generally don't care for. Um, but where what I do with rants, what I try to do with rants is find something that I think most people can relate to that I don't think is 100% right for whatever reason, whether it's idiots driving who take your right away. We've all been there. You add hyperbole. What, yeah, yeah. Oh, I love hyperbole. Yeah, Big yeah, fan yeah. of just blowing the snot out of the thing. Because, I mean, a good story <laughs> involves exaggeration and all that. Um, but... There's a little underlying labor of uh, uh, we can do better than this. That's okay. really what my rants are all about. I see this as wrong. I'm going to tell you I think it's wrong, but we can do better than this. I know we can do better than this. We're not this bad as a society. So it's, uh, yeah. It's hope, damn it. Yeah, so you're, you're exposing things that need to be looked at, yeah. investigated. Well, or uh, even if it's internally, as one-on-one -on -one as ourselves. We have to go, eh, am I doing this the right way? And look, we don't all... As much as I rant and rave about things, we all make mistakes. We all act like idiots here and there. And, yep. you know, you have to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And one of the things I, I, I try to do, and I don't always do it, is I, if I can apologize for something or somebody I like, act like a moron to, I'm going right. to try and do that as fast as I can. Now, not always, because the last couple of weeks ago, it happened at the mall at Steamtown or the marketplace at Steamtown, where I was a complete jerk to somebody. And then my wife called me out on it. And then I was still so mad. Well, wait, I how, never got how, back. Give me a quick synopsis. How were you a jerk to somebody? Because right, I'm going to be the bad. judge. Unlike your wife, it's probably exaggerated. Here right, we go. No, no. Here it is. Um, we pull in. We Park. have the, the marketplace at Steamtown parking valet thing. There know, it the, is. The ticket. You want to get it validated. Now, I know we're not going to be in the mall that long. I come up out of the elevator. The validation ticket's right there. I would like to validate the ticket now and then just walk out of the mall when I'm done. I've done it in the past. Okay? Instead, of what, instead, of, instead of getting a bunch of stuff, then have bags in my hand and have to fish for the ticket. Let me hand So you're saying you. I'm in the store. Validate this now. No, I'm, in the, I'm at the validation desk next to the elevator at the marketplace at Steamtown. And I've done it before. Okay, Eric, I don't want you doing that now. No, First, no, she doesn't stop me. Okay. She's okay she, with it. Right. She, she's like, I don't know if you could do that. I'm like, I've done it before, Tara. So I get there. The guy's like, oh, I can't do that. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry. I can't do that. You have to. Where are you going? And I told him I was going to go. He's like, just see me on the way out. And I'm like, you know, I wanted to do it now. So I was a little peeled. Yeah. And I start to walk away. And he tries to explain why. And I go, ah! And I kept walking. You did nothing wrong. No, I don't know. I think I did something wrong. I think right, at I'm that gonna, point, I should have just get back and I'm let gonna, him explain and then said, I get what you're saying and here's what I wanted to do and I'm sorry. That's what a reasonable, responsible adult should do. Mm. I failed in that thing. But the worst part about it to me. Tara said, you were rude to oh that my guy. God, she you were wanted so rude. to kill me. I am not talking to you for she, days. No, she talked to me because she wanted to tell me how rude I was <laughs> about it. You know, she talked and talked and talked. But as I calmed down yeah. and got over my own anger and let's be honest a little embarrassment because i told her it was going to work and it didn't and i'm mad now i'm like i should have apologized to the guy i should and i never did and that bothers me because like you know what i mean you know, look we all I've do wrong. a million we times all do worse. wrong make it right yeah if but you that can. wasn't you all you did is nah. i know but still you feel bad i felt bad about it i think you're being brainwashed by your wife you no, did a good thing it was a great move brother great move my wife has definitely made me a nicer person than i have yeah Absolutely. Maybe it's corruption. Maybe it's not nice. Maybe it's corrupted. She is corrupt. She's you're eroding true. the rough edges. Yeah. You're you're a piece of distressed, beautiful, uh, weathered wood, and yeah. she's trying to sand you down. <laughs> she's trying to smooth you out. Well, as long as there's rubbing involved, I'm all right with that. <laughs>
I'm fine with that. Give me a rant. Right. Give me a Snedeker right, rant. Give me a weather rant. Here we go. Here we go. Ah, it's not the, first of all, what's with the shorts? Enough. The legs, <laughs> you're wearing shorts now, aren't you? Your legs don't look that good. I know you ride bikes. I know you ride a lot of miles. They're not, they're not that nice looking. And I know you're not. I'm a corporate suit guy. Well, can you put on a pair of pants? Doesn't have to be chinos. You don't have to go nuts and get dockers. You know what I mean? Jeans are fine. That's all I'm saying. All right? You're jumping around like a cricket on crack out there. Settle down. Put some pants on. And especially on days where the weather's important. Like if it's a snowstorm, could you stand still and tell me the snowstorm for a minute with pants on? That's all I'm asking. Put some pants on, Snedeker. You're just distracted by the contours of the is leg. That what the it is? I'm jealous of yes. the leg. Well, because I've seen you ride. Uh, we've done a couple of charity rides where we've been, I don't want to say together. Uh, you'll show up for the charity ride. I'll be in the charity ride. We'll talk for a little while. And then we'll talk as we roll out. The ride starts and there's a rollout. And then eventually Snedeker goes, well, I'm going to get going. And boom, like, like the roadrunner running away from the coyote, he's gone. And I'm like, I don't have that in my legs. Not at all. Uh, and plus, I, you know. You're nice to say that. But here's the truth true. with the shorts. Yeah. Because my wife will, you're just doing that for attention. Yeah, yeah. You're just, it's Partly. 30, it's 30 and you're wearing, the truth is, A, legs don't get cold. Now, if I'm out doing construction. <laughs> legs don't get cold. Okay. If I'm out Here's doing your frostbite advisory. No, 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 no. Legs do not get cold. Okay. Unless you're out all day. Right. Like I said, you're doing construction. I got a jackhammer or something like that. But right. no. So I wear shorts because they're simple, they're easy, mm-hmm. and I feel unconfined. Okay. okay, big shot. I'm not showing anything off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tough See, guy. Yeah. He's like, oh, give me a rant. Now he has to whine and defend the whole thing. <laughs> give me a How channel 16 expe- rant. You know, Do you have a channel? What bothers us about? What bothers you about us? What is it that channel 16? What? Come on. The only go. thing that bothers me His right now. His fingers are moving. He wants a, to get it out. Feel good at 4:30. Oh, I don't you need don't... a half hour of warm and sunny, okay? I don't need a half hour of, let me give you a gentle hug. I don't need a half hour of a warm bath, okay? You, I mean, I got it at the end of every newscast. There was that stupid human interest story. It's not all bad out there. I don't need 30 minutes of that. Because Two news, because, Two what, because what? News by definition is the negatives of well, society, it's, right? But it's news. You know what I mean? Like news, it's, it's generally of importance and it's timely. Okay, but, you know, sister so-and-so went down to this thing for her 115th birthday and got a pair of socks from her daughter. Who cares? (laughs) You know, and and this is partly because I will watch WNEP from like, what time does uh, the second millionaire come on? Three thirty or three? Whatever time that comes on. I watch that. Then whatever's after it, then the news, then the feel good, then the five, then the five thirty, then the six. I watch so you do all that. you watch them unless all. I'm out riding my bike or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I watch it. Now a lot of it's in the background, so, but I watch it. So because d- I'm looking for things to get mad about, so I can rant. But you're agreeing with with Don Henley. Give me the dirty laundry. Give me the dirty laundry. Give me the news. I don't even want the dirty laundry because I hate kick celebrity them on the gossip. Kick them when they're done. No, I don't want the celebrity gossip crap either. Yeah, I hate that I, stuff. I'm not I don't care. I get no, that some people with... care about Kim Kardashian, and I make jokes about it on the show because it's low picking fruit, low hanging fruit, and I'll do it. But like, I really don't care. I wish her nothing but the best. <laughs> I don't care. About I don't her. care about her. It's At the all. same thing. At I'm with your brother. Yeah. You know? Now, Sean is here with us. Right. Should he go get Julie Sedoni right now? Because she does that newscast. And you can tell her she to her face. If she's around, if you want. Sean's like, I'm not moving. You know, he's not moving. He's not moving. Right. All right. That'd be great to have her here and say, you're. But it's not her fault. Do you think it was her idea to do it? 
Yeah, but she's telling you about it every no, day. No, I get that. She but like, can give you look, a dark we angle. We all have jobs, right? We all have jobs. <laughs> yes. You have a job. I mean, you have bosses who, I'm sure your bosses come into you every once in a while and go, we'd like you to stop doing this. But, you know, <laughs> when you're Joe Snedeker and you got the ratings that he does and the tenure, you're just going to go, and I'm going to do what I want. You know? How Which I can do it to a little bit. I want you to do this. Uh, yeah, and your boss soft. sounded like this. I want you to start, you know, come start on. Start Monday. Come on in the morning. So two different bosses yeah. there. But, I mean. But we all have bosses, so we all have to do what we have to do. I don't hold it against Julie. I think she's a wonderful woman. Yep. Um, and uh, very, very attractive, by the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah very yeah. cute girl. Uh, and I don't know if that's it's wrong. It's what's in inside that counts. Which, and she's smart, and, yeah. and she's funny. Yep. And that, which, to me, those, like, that's how I fell in love with my wife. Smart and funny. That's yep. all I needed. You know what I mean? Plus, she had great curly hair. Three things. <laughs> I love good curly hair. I wouldn't think the hair oh would God. do it. All right. Yeah, so love curly hair. Um, so despite this hard... Critical edge, yeah. this 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 ranter, this expose the truth in society. There's this guy who does a nice fundraiser every year yeah. called the Pantry Raid. What's that all about? Well, I mean, you, obviously, people are hungry all throughout the world and all throughout <clears throat> Northeast PA. That's why you guys do Feed a Friend, which yep. is phenomenal. And um, when I moved back from Delaware after getting fired, uh, we were talking about just you know what what's going on. Like the bosses, I was doing seven to midnight at the time, and they're like, you know. We want you to do something charitable and kind. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know what to do. There's so many things. And then the next day, I was talking to uh, a woman, and I, I forget her name because I'm stupid, but I went to high school with her. And uh, she had said, you know. Nancy. Uh, it's not Nancy, but okay. Yeah. For, for purposes of discussion, it's Nancy. And she was mentioning how her cousin was having a, an issue, and she had to run to a, a food bank and all that stuff. And then it was like, that's it. How can I think, you know, how, how did I think of food? Food oh. insecurity, you know, I mean, some people have a little bit of food, but they don't know where that next meal is coming from. And yep. that gets in the way of everything in life. So I'm like, okay, we need to help out with that. Yep. And, and of course, like a moron, I do it at the same time that WNEP is doing Feed a Friend for years. No, it's a good tie-in. Right, right. And, well, and it worked out well. And then, it's a uh, double message, baby. More people saying the same things. But then uh, recently, last year, we moved uh, our food drive to the summer in, uh, in uh, August. Okay. Uh, because we were talking to the food bank, and I said to them, I said, you know, <laughs> um, when's another time you really, really need food? And they're like, after the 4th of July, it just, it's bone dry in these places. I'm like, then we were going to do this then. You know, we get the same thing yeah. with our feeder friend. Yeah, yeah, they say everyone cares in November, December, right, and then right. it disappears. Right. But the good thing is, <clears throat> if you do it, people care because we did it this year and we raised uh, a ton of food, a ton, and, and people still care. So it's just, you know, us media types, because we have an agenda, yeah, start yeah. thinking people are caring here because Christmas is coming. Yeah. And that's fine, but people also need food on like August 12th. Yep. Do yeah. it all year round. Where that's do you get this big thing? Is that the station paid for that? This big cart, this big. No. It's the, the massive shopping cart. Yeah, it's gaudy. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's Ridiculous, and and that's and somebody said to me once that gives it cred. They said, "Well, why do you have to ride around in that? It's all about attracting attention." And I said, well, "Yeah, it is because yeah. you need to get people to know what we're doing." No kidding. So yes, it's all about attracting attention. Well, that's so you the go whole point, right? So you go, "What are they doing?" Oh, they're trying to get food for people who need it. Let me help yeah. out. Yeah. Right. Well, where'd you get that? Um, there's a guy named Cal who built that cart no. in Lancaster, Local? PA. No, Lancaster. his family owns supermarkets, and they wanted a cart. Super that they could dads? Do. No, supermarkets. Super dads <laughs> is long gone there, Jim. I just can't. Yeah. So they made that just for you guys? Or no, they, no, do they this made it for, for themselves for their supermarket. Oh. And the folks at Garrity's, who are big uh, helpers with you guys with Feed a Friend and yeah. with uh, us with uh, Pantry Aid, they were using it as a display thing in uh, the St. Patrick's Day Parade. They would ride around the St. Patrick's Day Parade in it. And oh. Joe Fasula from Garrity said, you know what would be cool if we rode around in that for Pantry Raid? I'm like, that's genius. Can we do it? And he picked up the phone. And he called Cal and said, we want to do it on these dates. And he's like, absolutely. So we've been doing it for like 
six years that way. Oh, and it's I great. Didn't know. And they still use it for parades? Or yeah, no? they still oh, use I it on the, really on the St. Patrick's Day parade. Yeah, yeah. maybe but they dress a, it up differently. And it's so also it'll... been on. Uh, it's been on like Guy Fieri's show. It's been on Jay Leno's Garage stupid show about cars that I don't gotcha. care about. It's been on a bunch of stuff. Yeah? Well, you do a good job at that. Everyone appreciates it. You're a good man, big hearted dude. Once in a while, you got to help out. Look, we're lucky. To do, I mean, I don't know about you, but for me, I grew up wanting to be on the radio. I was 13 when I fell in love with this stuff. I'm blessed, and I hate that word. Hashtag blessed. To, um, <laughs> to go and to do... Because it's a combination of luck and perseverance. It's well, not blessed. Perseverance is definitely a part yeah, of it. I mean, yeah. you got, I mean, look, I was 32 before I forgot my first full-time on the air job. I stuck around. I was the idiot who was like, what do you need me to do? What can I do? I mean, I was there every day. I basically dropped out of college and hung around the radio station until they gave me more responsibilities. So. Dude, you followed yeah. your passion. Yeah. That's the key to life. And because of that, I feel like I'm very lucky and i want to make sure that you know uh i can do whatever i can to give back a little bit i ain't giving you my money because i'm working for that yep you know the alarm clock goes off i'm getting up not you so i'm keeping the money <laughs> or at least some of it i'll give some for charity but if i can help out and, and raise food and help out at blood drives and, and i always tell people if you have an event a charity event and you need an mc if i can put it in my schedule i'm doing it i love Happy it yep you're yeah. a good guy like that we sense that i know it let's uh, talk about bikes no not bikes damn it well, a little bit. I mean, you're a cyclist. I'm a cyclist. What about Super Dads? Why'd you mention that? You ever you been You mentioned Super Dads. <laughs> I have been, been at Super Dads. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I actually was propositioned gotta... at Super Dads by somebody who didn't understand how prostitution works. I said, let me explain to you how your job works. You take my money and provide me a service, not charge me to do a service for you. you know? And then she got mad at me and I got kicked I want to say so much, but I can't. Cut it all out. Just cut that whole story out. I can pick up where we left off, though. Speaking of Super Dads, yeah. I have a claim to fame. Are you ready? Yeah, let's hear it. I have an older sister. She worked at Super no Dads. No way. What did she do there? It used to be a diner. No, it wasn't. Yeah, before they turned oh, it into, yeah. Used, I had no that idea. was a like early college job. It used to be like a diner. Super really? Dad's Diner. I never knew that. In Carbondale. Yeah, you get great wow. uh, grilled Is it cheese. Child's really or Carbondale? Yeah, you're right. It's, it's probably child. child. Yeah, okay. All right. Because, so, you know, somebody out there is on the map right now oh. going, it's not Carbondale. <laughs> and you're from that way. You ought to know. Look at All right. So, this guy right here in front of me, DJ Extraordinaire, say hi to our sales guy. There he goes. I need to know. Yeah. Because you're immersed, and because I am now 53, and our generation, we're dad rockers. Yeah. So I grew up on Rock 107. Yep. The kids now, I don't know what they're listening yeah, to. Who knows? They're all drunk and crazy on drugs, Camp Bisco <laughs> stuff. I don't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> if you tell me even the most subtle story... Uh, stories on people you've met. Okay. Whether it's someone from Blue Oyster Cult, Ted Nugent, ACDC. I've never met anybody to, from ACDC. It's going to impress Which me. Which bums Anything me out because I love those guys. Well, because you're in All this right. business, there's got to be, give me, give me I some mean, I've, met a ton, I've, been, I've been lucky. I've met a ton of people. All right. uh, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, one of my favorite bands. Played Montage in 92 at the uh, Lollapalooza the second year. First year it was here. Yeah, yeah, Met yeah. those guys. was very cool. What very do you mean awesome. like, like, how does that work? Right. I'm backstage because uh, at the time, because Rock 107 was the only rock radio station in Northeast PA at the time, we were the hosts of the event. So me and uh, another DJ, Mike Evans, had to introduce all the bands. So Mike oh, and I started going, there you are. who do you want to introduce? Because he loved a lot of bands. And who yeah, do you want? Yeah, I said, yeah. there's two bands I care about. Jesus and Mary Chain, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I said, I'll do whatever else you want after that. But I said, I need to introduce those two bands. All right. So Jesus and Mary Chain, uh, I didn't meet them before. it. I just introduced them. And then I stood at the side of the stage and watched it. And it was impressive and cool. And I'm yeah. there. I am 22 years old. Like, this is the best day of my life. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the Chili Peppers, they go on. And it's already dark. All my friends are up on the mountain. 
you know? And we're waiting and waiting. And I'm backstage and I'm talking to the stage manager at the time. And I'm like, well, what time is this going to happen? Is it a cold intro or a, or a hot intro? Cold intro is you intro the band. Like you come out what you see at concerts all the time anymore. Hey, I'm Prospector from Rock 107. How you doing? The band will be out in five minutes. And you walk away. That's a cold intro. Hot intro is you get the heck off the stage because these idiots are running out with their guitars playing. Okay. But in both intros, just to educate me. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the intro person yeah. doesn't even know the band, never met them. No. They don't, they don't inter, there's no it, previous it, interaction. It depends on the band and stuff. Like if you're doing it with Meatloaf, he ain't letting you on the stage until he talks to you for a good 10, 15 minutes. He wants oh. to meet you, wants to make sure you have the right vibe so you don't screw up his stage. He's very into that kind of stuff, you know? Uh, other That's a bands, whole other story, though, other man. Other bands, they don't care about it. You know what I mean? They don't like, care. Yeah. But uh, the Chili Peppers, I, unbeknownst to me, uh, Flea is standing with his back to my back. As While I'm, you're out on stage. No, no. Before He's I'm, with you. Oh, okay, before I'm on stage. I'm lamenting how long it's taking. And I said, you know, I, I want to see the whole show. I don't want to see a little of it and run up on the mountain and meet my friends. I want to see the whole effing show. Yeah. You know? At that point, somebody taps me on the shoulder and says, go see the show. I turn around and it's flea. I'm like, what? He goes, you want to see us? Go see us. Don't worry about the intro. I'm like, oh, my God. And I said, excellent. thank you so much. It's a pleasure to meet you. And I ran. So that was my flea So it was just like a, like a the touch. His back touched your back. Well, he kind of turned around and tapped me on the shoulder. No, no conversation. No, no, you that was tell. it. Because as soon as he said I could go, I could go. That's I didn't excellent, care. though. I, to, because I wanted to see the band more than I wanted to meet yeah, the yeah, band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you didn't interact with them. Not much at all. But like... Uh, the meatloaf she, thing. Meatloaf is a great story. He plays, uh, you know, plays... What was the place at the University of Scranton? John Long Center. John, Long, the John Center. Long Center. Yep. And uh, this is like 1992 or so. My boss says, hey, you got to go and do the stage intro for Meatloaf. And here's the name of the stage manager. Get is there at 6.30. Is this uh, We'll Do Anything for Love that's coming back or no? I think that's his before second. That. Before that. This is before that. Okay. Wasn't that 96 or so? Maybe. I don't know. I, I could know. be wrong. Yeah, know. but anyway, he's pretty big. He's big. I mean, look, there's John Long Center. I think he had 1,500 people in there. That's oh, not yeah. bad. Yep. You know? So I go backstage. I meet the guy I'm supposed to meet. And he goes, okay, let me introduce you to Meat. And then we'll figure out what we're going to do. I said, okay. And then, of course, in my head, I'm thinking, oh, he shortens it to meet when he's, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, so here we are, late 90s. Yeah. You're about no, to early meet 90s. meet. Early 90s. Early 90s. About to meet meet. So I go backstage, and there's a room with a couple of couches, and a woman, and then there's Meatloaf sitting. You're 20-something. Yeah. He stands up, and he goes, hey, nice to meet you. I said, hey, I'm Eric uh, Logan, prospector from Rock 107. I'm going to do the stage intro. He goes, well, let's sit down and figure that out. I'm like, Okay. He goes, I just want to make sure you have the right vibe. He goes, I, my, my, you know, I want to have the right feeling when I come out on stage and people can change the energy up there and I don't want that to happen, blah, blah, blah. So we just sat there and talked. Uh, he asked me a couple questions I don't remember. And then uh, we just started talking. And I said, let me, I got to ask you, dude, Todd Rundgren produced your first album. I love Todd. I love Todd. Todd, Todd is God. Todd. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we started talking about Todd and how all that stuff worked out. And uh, after about 20 minutes, he finally got up. He goes, all right, we're going to get ready. And uh, yeah, you're good. You can go on my stage. It's cool. And then the next time I had introduced him at the Kirby Center, uh, two seconds into it, he was like, did, did I meet you here before? He did not. He remembered. Well, somebody told him or he Or remembered. at least, yeah. yeah. Well, did he other. seem like just a, like, a, like, a, like a lively, fun yeah, he dude? he seemed like a nice guy. He no really did. pretentiousness. No, no, no. Um, I do remember, not that he was pretentious, but uh, Robin, the- Z- Robin Zander of Cheap Trick. Love Cheap Trick. Cheap Love Trick. Cheap Come Trick. on, yeah. Power pop band. How can you not like him? Hit on three different girls that I had brought backstage. Three different girls. Now he's the lead singer, he's blonde. Lead singer, he's blonde. got the looks. Yeah, 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 good yeah looking yeah. guy. By the way, I just spit on you. I don't That's know if you saw right. like I've been spitting out. on you all day. All right. So we're backstage after the show. It's me and uh, the last time was this girl Janice who I'd been dating for a couple years, and we're uh, we're talking and all that stuff to uh, to uh, Rick Nielsen, the guitar player. Yeah. And then Robin Zander walks in, so you know, shake hands, take pictures, and he's he's like putting the moves on her. You know, well, who are you here with? What are you doing after the show? Want to go out here? Blah blah blah. And I'm like, dude, I said. That's my girlfriend, and he keeps doing it, you know? No. So finally, I'm like, hey, rock star, go get your own girl, no all right? Joke. Could you leave me alone? For, Are you I'm, serious? In a fun kind of way, but I was 
I was pissed. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I'm like this little schlebby part-time disc jockey. I'm lucky to have a good-looking woman and on my shoulder. And this can't be a random thing that he, he did just it three did three different times. I know. So that's three what he different did. times. So he does this everywhere he goes. Yeah, maybe it works for him. I don't know. And now he's in his 60s, maybe 70, and he still wears the little police outfit does and he? everything. I've seen those guys. I haven't seen him in about five years, or maybe a little longer. <laughs> was but Rick Nielsen band. really cool? Yeah, he seems real like cool. A, Very cool guy. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the coolest guy though, I think the coolest guy I ever met. Uh, unless I'm forgetting somebody, is uh, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue. Really? And, and I've never been a Motley, I'm not a Motley Crue fan. I, I mean, it's... I like Motley Crue a lot. I don't love them, but I like them a lot. And uh, it's funny, because when Dr. Feelgood came out, I didn't like that album. Because and, it's a little cheesy. It was, it's a little glammy. I don't mind cheesy. I'm okay with cheesy, but I just didn't like that album. Not thought-provoking. <laughs> it's just there on the table. That's got here. nothing to do with anything. You know what I mean? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I listen to a lot of music that's not thought-provoking. Todd Rundgren. Well, Todd is thought Blue Oyster Cult, Thinking same, Man's Rock. But by the same token, uh, um, I, I listen to a lot of, you know, I like Poison. I don't care how cheesy it is. I like it. I'm okay, fine. all right. So, you so we go backstage. So it's my younger brother, Scott, and I, down in Philadelphia. We get tickets to the show. We have dinner beforehand with a bunch of radio program guys. And then we go to the show, and we're watching it from this box. Box, like luxury box and I'm like how are we getting this treatment I have no idea yep so after the show we're like okay we're gonna go backstage and meet the band I'm like okay great so usually what happens is you stand in a hallway uh, or in a room with about 50 other people and there's like a screen where they could take pictures and then they come out and they hey how are you they it's all set up fake. yeah it's a it's a real meet and greet shake hands kiss babies walk away thank you fake. yeah we walk right past that room I'm like what's going on and they open this room and there's 15 or 16 couches and a couple of tables and a spread of food like you wouldn't believe. And um, Jeff Labar from Cinderella, who was the guitar player in Cinderella back in the 80s, uh, and um, Rob Halford from Judas Priest are in the room. And I immediately look at my brother and I'm like, we are not supposed to be in this room. Not So as I turn to go to the door, in comes Tommy Lee. Where are you guys going? I'm like, I think we're in the wrong room. He goes, no, man, come on in here. Have a beer. <laughs> Next thing you know, there's uh, Nikki and, uh, and Vince. Mick Mars did not come out, but the other two did, and everybody was really, really nice, but nobody was nicer than Tommy. So how long were you sure out with them? 10, like an 50? hour and 15 no, minutes? Oh, my God, yeah. We had to book a hotel room because we were drunk, and we didn't want to drive back to Scranton. So you're messing up with all these guys. Yeah, it was a it? blast. And they just accepted. No one said, are you the drummer here? No, are you the no. stage guy there? You're just taking Tommy said, where are you going? Then he turned around, and then he asked us, you know, what do you do? Where are you from? And we told him, he's like, hang out, man. There's no reason to go. Awesome. I know. <laughs> yeah. Now, I've also been in a situation where, like, you don't, you're not supposed to be here. For, you know what I mean? Like, you're walking into the wrong room. Well, and out is there a big jerk story? You hate this guy? You don't want to? Come on. Let's give me some dirty laundry, tough story? guy. Come on. I thought my, Tom, I thought my, uh, my uh, Robin Zander story was a jerk story. Well, that is sort of a jerk story. Yeah. But, I mean, you um, can't blame the guy. Come on. He's no, a rock I mean, star. Yeah, he's trying. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, no, Todd, did you meet Todd Rundgren, by the way? I he, did not meet Todd no, Rundgren. Met Todd no, Rundgren. he played our birthday bash one year. I know. I was very, very excited about Speaking that. Speaking of. Yes, oh, the Rock 107 birthday bash. That's why you're here, kind of. Yeah, coming up on the 18th. This is going to air so this Monday is that or so. The week. Yeah, yeah so, so mo- this week it's this happening. week. It'll be Thursday night at the Woodlands. Fabulous Thunderbirds, um, Rockstar Revolution, M80, and uh, Flaxy Morgan on the ANA Auto Store Spotlight stage. It's going to be a blast. Come on down uh, if you need tickets. Prospector at rock107.com. I'll get you tickets. It should be fun. And for anyone who has never attended this, those things are massive. Oh, yeah. You can't even move you every year. Blow the whole the, true, yeah. the whole ballroom, fill it up with a bunch of people. There's two long bars. It's a great time. The last one I was at was Eddie Money. You must oh, have a good Eddie, Eddie, Money, Eddie Money, Money story. Yeah, come on. I don't have a good Eddie Money story. Um, <laughs> he's like a stand-up comedian. The guy's he's, he's, Yeah, you should talk to Rock 107 Hoover, our afternoon guy. Hoover. He's got a great Eddie Money story, and yeah. I don't want to steal it from him. Okay, but it's All right. phenomenal. <laughs> Phenomenal story. <laughs> Not from this past bash, but from the bash before. I have a decent Lou Graham story, but it Lou involves Graham my brother. Foreigner. Yeah, Lou Graham played our birthday bash. Lou Graham lives in Rochester, New York, oh, where my younger brother is a that. TV fancy meteorologist, much like Joe Snedeker. Um, fancy boy. 
Lou Graham evidently watched my brother on TV and loves him. So my brother had to get a heart transplant about four years ago. Uh, so he's off the air and everybody's wondering, and then it comes out that he has to get a heart transplant. So Lou Graham reaches out through his management to the TV station my brother worked at and said, I wanted to get in touch with Scott and wish him well and all he that. So they've become kind of friendly. Like he was just at his wife's birthday party he two weeks not. ago. I swear to God, you know? So this he, should be the whole podcast. He's been to the, well, talk to Scott. He's been to the house and all that kind of stuff. No, you know, he has not. Yeah, yeah. So Lou Graham's playing our birthday back. Why are you pulling this out now? This, this is like, yeah. It's not that, because it's not my story. It's Scott's more you than You know mine. Lou Graham? I don't know. I met Lou Graham. Scott knows Lou Graham. Same not, thing. Yeah, right. So Lou Graham, we're doing a meet and greet at the merry-go-round before the hurricane or the tornado destroyed it years ago at uh, in Wilkesbury there. Yeah, right. All right, so we got Lou Graham there and he's signing his book and he's just before the birthday bash talking to anybody and he's kind of like looking at me. Now, I already know he knows Scott, so I'm thinking maybe he thinks I look familiar. Finally, his wife comes over and she goes, Lou, Lou Graham's wife. Yeah. Lou thinks you look familiar. No. What's your name? And I said, I'll settle it for you right now. I'm Scott Hetzko's brother. Oh my God. <laughs> Come over here. We love your brother. Lou, and, which is the same crap I've been hearing all my life, Lou. even before he was on TV. <laughs> we love Scott. He's such a nice guy. So Lou and his wife pulls you in. Yeah. And- this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and Lou was great at the bash and stuff, but he was really nice to people. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, these are guys. I mean, Lou's. Lou had some health issues. And he, I, yeah, he had Lou brain now, surgery. Didn't he? Is like a born again Christian or something he like might that? Be, I, I don't think. know. I, I, I could I'll be have wrong, to ask Scott I, and see that. Is Lou, is, let me text Scott. <laughs> all right, off the microphone, I'm going to say this. Come on, you have to get me to meet Lou Graham. Man. It's too late now. Talk to Scott. We're going to do that. All right, you want to meet Lou Graham? <laughs> now, Joe Stedeker's <laughs> pulling tricks here. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, I got wait, two wait. questions before we leave. The, the wait, wait, viewers wait, real have quick. to. Oh, okay. Do you good, remember good. Um, when I worked at Gronsky's bike shop in the, like 96 or so? You came by and uh, yeah, you, you gave me a CD. Do you remember this? I remember going down there you and remember? meeting you there, but I don't. What was the CD? It was a Candy Skins um, Sunday morning. I do remember that. I was coming out. I love Because you were in the car, skins. and I think I brought something out to the car to, to help you put it in. Did or you like it or you fake like it? No, no, I love it. I loved the Candy Skins before that, but I only knew one album. Okay. And I remember it. hearing it, and I'm like, what is this? And you're like, oh, you're going to love this band, blah, blah, blah. Here, take it, and I'll come back, and I think you burned me a copy of the it. The greatest band no one knows. They are a phenomenal, yeah. great rock band. And if you're a band, if you like, if you think Oasis is good, you don't know what you're talking oh, about. I this know, band see. blows them off the water. Yeah. So uh, here's my little pitch to you. Uh, go to your import store. Go down to Joe Nardone's Gallery of Sound. They're uh, on Spotify, too. And and, oh, iTunes, yeah, Spotify. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and uh, Apple As Music or whatever is. and stream it. Uh, grab, uh, just listen to Sunday Morning Fever by the Candy Skins. Oh, it's a phenomenal All record. their stuff is oh, great. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up, yeah. brother. You, See, I, I, we, I didn't even think about it until we were sitting here and talking about music. And we're I'm like, the same I, person. I bet you if you go back just two, maybe three, uh, at the most four generations, your father and my father are the same person. I don't know. Their father's father's father. You know what I mean? <laughs> you want to get a genealogy thing going no, on now? I really don't. Yeah, but uh, it's there. I don't want them to have my DNA. All right, I got two questions. Jim P says, uh, do you have frustrations playing only what program directors make you play? I, I used to. You know what I mean? Because like, like, a lot of people who get into radio and rock radio especially, you get into it because you're passionate about the music. You want to play some you deep cuts. In, like, I grew up and I listened to Rock 107 all the time and I loved, like, I loved Queen. I'm a huge Queen fan. When As I first I started working there, I was like on hosting rock block parties on Saturday and I would play like Tenement Funster, Lily of the Valley, Flick oh, the Wrist the, by yeah, Queen. Yeah, yeah, I would play all those like, songs that nobody knew. But those days are over. They're gone. And that's okay. WKRP in Cincinnati, Johnny Fever. You it's can't gone. do that anymore. It's like any other job in that respect. Um, I, I got to do what's best for the radio station's ratings. And we know that if we play too much stuff people don't know, 
dials go bye-bye and then people don't listen and I don't make bonuses and then Tara and I can't go out to nice fancy dinners. I don't want that. So I go home and listen to whatever I want. And I always tell people, if, you, if I programmed Rock 107 for what I liked, no one would listen to it but me. Because it would, you know, you'd have Buddy Holly, followed by Queen, followed by Refused. I get that, but I like, wonder you know, if it would work no, in some respect. Because college radio work. stations, they, they... College radio works on a different level, though, because you don't need to worry about ratings and all I that know, kind of stuff. But I you wonder know? if it would have so much grit and integrity that Here's it would attract a new audience. Here's what I think. Your iPod is better than my iPod, at least in your opinion. My iPod is better than Sean's iPod, in my opinion. So you get the overlap of all of them. Right. You just take the best stuff out of it and you go, and look, I get that it can be repetitive. Most people don't listen much longer than 45 minutes at a stretch. So we work off that model, you know? Well, That's a good question, though. I want you to erase this song from your list. <laughs> what is never it? played again. Bob Seger. Uh, old time? Old time and... <laughs> On the road again, or whatever turn that one is. Turn, turn the, the page. page. I want those two gone forever. Yeah, not going to happen. I love Bob Seger, but I can't take them anymore. No, and look, you can get sick of songs. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I I would love to be able to come on like tomorrow morning and go, hey, it's Bob Seger making Thunderbirds <laughs> on Rock 107. Yeah. But immediately, my boss is going to kick the door down and go, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't need that crap. You know? All right, I, well, I got to make it to retirement, for crying Dave, out loud. D- Davy Jones, he wants to know. Of Davy Jones' locker or formerly of the this Monkees? This is a gentleman. This okay. is all I know. Okay. He said, you got to ask them this, yeah. because here you are in front of me. I'm going to guess. I'm taking a look. Let me leave the mic. Okay. What are you looking at? You're, I don't even five, you're five foot, nine, ten, and you're 170 pounds. You gave me uh, uh, almost a, a full inch, five, nine, okay. uh, and you knocked a couple pounds off, so thank you very much. About, he said uh, 185. You, he said you were a large man. I have How been. How large were you, uh, and how did you do it? He at my largest? Me. Yeah. Uh, 251. 250 is pretty big. Five foot nine, 251 is ridiculously big. It's and big. when was that? Um, five years ago. That recent? Yeah, maybe six, somewhere around there. Yeah. No. Yeah. There's 80 pounds just floating can, out in the I universe. Can, I can pile the, the, the food in fast and I can pile the weight on quick. For a little while. He I, wants to know how you did it. I stopped riding my bike, so I was, you know, not doing as much oh, activity. Oh, so you were bike, then stop bike. Yeah, I stopped for about two years. I don't even remember why. You know what I mean? I just didn't ride one year and then the next year I didn't ride that much. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh my gosh, how fat did I get? Uh, and how I lost it was uh, I started riding the bicycle again and I just started wa- not necessarily watching what I eat because I love greasy pub food and stuff like you that. Do. Just watching how much of it I eat. So let's say it's Friday, it's mm-hmm. tray of pizza, eight cuts. Would you have four, five, six, have the whole thing? Back in the day? Yeah. The whole thing would be gone in a heartbeat. The whole thing me? would be gone. Oh, yeah. And now you say, okay, four. Two or three. Two or three. Yeah. Now, if it's a special occasion, you, you know, like if I'm going out to dinner for my, my wife and I for our anniversary, I'm not worried about it that day. I'm going right. to let it go that day, you know? Um, things like that. But for the most part, I'm keeping an eye on it. Like, you know, I, I, and I, if I don't keep a food diary of what I eat, then forget it. It's going to go south real, real fast. Because it's like, I didn't eat that much today, and all of a sudden there's like 4,300 calories in me as opposed so to logging, like 1,800. Yeah, I log my food. This. Yeah, yeah, I log my food. But it works for me. How many times do you ride a bike in a week? Um, or are you one of those seasonal guys? No, no, I'll go out in the winter and stuff like that. This winter, I blew out the, my snowshoe, like my winter shoe covers, so yeah. I didn't get to ride as much this winter uh, as I wanted to. That's a cheesy excuse. I rode the trainer. I'm cheap. I want to wait till they go on sale in the summer. <laughs> $150 in December or $70 right now. Oh, Guess what I ordered God. them right. yesterday. Yeah. So there all you right. go. Because um, I'm insanely cheap about that kind of stuff. You're spending all your money on, on bike stuff. stuff. Oh, how often do you hear that? <laughs> that bike right there could have been a vacation. I got that one a couple times. I have about eight. God love my wife for putting up with it. I have about eight bikes, right? I'm only a five And my now. wife thinks, even though she sees them, I only have two or three. Oh, like yeah. I'll say, I'll get a new one. I'll be like, no, I had that one for a while. She can't tell the difference. I try. 
So I, if I'm spending a lot of money, I, you know, I got to have the conversation. Hey, I don't want to get this bike. Here's what it costs. Yeah. The last time I had that conversation, my wife's response was, I don't care. As long as you're happy about it, go do it. God love her. Oh, Thank you very what much. What a wonderful Tara. person. Yeah. Uh, and then four months later, we could have went on vacation. I'm like, you told me it was okay. <laughs> uh, but the last bike I bought eh, was maybe like 1100 bucks. Yeah, I, didn't costly. Costly. What I, didn't, I didn't even tell. I didn't even tell. I just bought it home. And you can tell 50, 100, you can say 200 bucks. They believe it. Because they I'm don't know. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I would rather lie by omission <laughs> than actually lie. Hey, I want to come I'm over there and end because my wife she she spots it too fast. I hate her for that. I want to end this podcast. Okay, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to squeeze your abdomen. I want I wa- to see what I wanted, it feels no, like. No, you know, I wanted to talk about no. I don't like to be touched, so it's a problem. Are you serious? Uh, I'm going to do it anyway. I wanted to talk about Nostradamus. Though. Okay, here we go. All right, here's my deal with Nostradamus. First of all, this is another pe- rant. It's going to be quick. Okay. How many people come up to you and say you guys get paid to be wrong half the time? How often does that happen to you? Ridiculous. Okay, statement. so you and I know best bet 48 to 72 hours out. After that, it's a crapshoot. Am I right? The statistic, no, statistically it goes down. It's not a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. No, there right? are some you don't definite know what you're patterns where you can be that. fairly certain seven, eight, nine. For example, today's Monday. I know next weekend, Easter, you know, is going to be unsettled he and cool. Knows. I know that. You know that it. It's going to happen. I think you think that, you don't know it. Nope. It's unknowable at this point. But anyway, uh, why push it past the five day? You know, why? Why can't you just let it go with that? Because when you're, then you're going to be wrong and people are going to have more ammunition. We had the rant segment. It's over. Okay, tough guy? I just wanted to. <laughs> I think it should be more like Luke Howard and less like Nostradamus. Do you know who Luke I'm, Howard is? I'm going to come over and scream. He doesn't even know who Luke Howard is, does he? I don't know who he is. He's the father of modern meteorology. No, crying, I swear to God. He was in London in the 1800s. He was one of the first guys to write and record and observe, and he's considered the father, father of meteorology. The father is Ben Franklin and a Norwegian guy. I can't remember Modern his meteorology. Name. Modern, maybe. I'm going to come over right. and squeeze Go ahead, squeeze the there front. There it is! Ah! I hate it! And it feels good, man! This guy's a slim dude! I love I him! I hate it! And thanks for 45 minutes or how much longer, I don't know, it's been of uh, greatness, man. I, I had a pleasure. It's a blast. Uh, you do a great job, and uh, no smoke up your backside. Uh, you're actually a really, really good, surprisingly good interviewer. Oh, my. Surprising. Yeah, surprisingly. You were expecting worse. No, I, wasn't, I just wasn't sure what I would get as far as what kind of questions you would have and how you would uh, you know, react to what you heard. And I think the fact that you base questions off of what, you, what my answers were is outstanding. That's the beauty of it. No yeah. one wants a list. Right. I'll ask you to do this before we finish. Yeah. You have to talk about this a lot on your radio station so we get uh, good, uh, good downloads. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I thought you wanted me to talk about a subject, then I realized you're talking no, about you No, you have to pump yeah. the, uh, the yeah. podcast. I tweeted as I everyone. came in today, and I'll, I'll tweet out over the weekend, and once it launches, send me the links, and we'll pump it up. Look, trust me, it's going to help me more than it's going to help you. It's going to help all of us, baby, and it's good. You're entertaining. I had to touch that abdomen again. Have a great ah! <laughs> Curiosity. What are you so curious about? Everything. Mr. Curiosity. All right, folks, you like that? Come on. What a great guy, huh? I have a man crush on uh, him. So, uh, if you, hey, if you got some ideas, you know, we're going to keep these pods going. Uh, you can email me, joe.snedeker at wnep.com or joe.snedeker at yahoo.com. Maybe, you're, maybe you yourself are a good guest. You have something to contribute. Well, uh, just like Eric, just like Tom Clark, Tom Twardzik, Mrs. T's pierogies, we got big wigs here. We're going to keep them coming. Please stay tuned. Spread the word and uh, have a good one. Stay curious, brother.